No, no, no. Hey, I, 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 that is the like better way. You're going to get a better quality of audio that way. Um, you'll be able to like mix and match multiple tracks. But also, as someone who does like three podcasts, it's nice to just be like, it's one file. True. <laughs> I just have to like cut out pauses, essentially. Plus, I now really feel like, yeah, you were like, you could come to my apartment or I could come here. And I was like, well, I don't want to make him like bring a setup or something. But Lug this is like a, very, a laptop uh, and a mixer. No, 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 no. One H4 and Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and it can go anywhere. Okay. So I've done ones live from like, pro- live, quote unquote, from like Prospect Park, just like walking around holding um, the audio device. I'm sorry. It was Washington Square Park. I apologize. Well, um, the I'm record will show. Yeah, thank God. Uh, this is Podcats, the pod about cats. I am TV's Kevin Lanigan, and with me today is Sam Stan. You might know him from the podcast Word on the Straits. It's Sam Stanish. Wow, I'm so excited to be here. Uh... I I I I prepared. I listened to my song. You uh, you studied up. You yeah. had the t- big test coming up. You studied the material. I'm so, I'm excited. I found out Kevin lives in an apartment I once viewed, took a tour of. Incredible. <laughs> Small, tiny, tiny city. This is. Yeah. Uh, never been over before, but great decoration. The digs are great. We of course have posters for. Let's hear it. Green Day, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Queen. The Offspring and My Chemical Romance. Um, that is the that is the kind of joint you're digging in, and then all my shits out in the living room, mm. so you can see my like mausoleum to physical media, my outdated media library. I missed it on my way in, but I'll check it out on my way in. Oh, well, you've yes. got a gigantic box of comic books, right? That is box. right on the desk. Yeah, I got I got all my. I need to get a second box. I'm running out of I'm running out of juice. It looks like they yeah. just keep making X Men comics, and it's a it it just keeps happening. This is a healthy resource of X Men comics. This is my, that is my uh, true want. How much of this, so this is a completely visual bit, but now I'm curious. How much of this is X-Men? Because I'm pretty sure it's basically here back. That's <laughs> So I that's mean, like 90% yeah, I, of like a two that. and a half foot box. It's <laughs> great. I, I have an illness. Used to be a big comic book collector. Now I've stopped. Out in the living room, there is a whole shelf in that area that is just like X-Men graphic novels. They are separated, they are on their own, much like the mutants themselves often are, <laughs> in the plot lines of X-Men books. Whether it be on the island they were on, or uh, in the country Utopia, that got Utopia, or yes, uh, 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 oh no, Genovia. Genosha, Genosha. Uh, and then now they are again on their own separate isolated area. Wow. This well, is of course a magical island, mm. um, made out of, oh wait, no, I don't want to, it's going on right now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything for anybody. Is it made out of that thing that lives under the, in the, like, that is the ground? It, it was the ground for a while, the ground of the Wolverine school, yeah. Krakoa, and yeah. now he is, um, a giant worldwide network um, and he's been cultivated to have, like, teleportation technology, cultivated to, like, grow plants that can cure diseases and make everyone live longer. So the mutants have become this, like, pharmaceutical giant in the current run of X-Men comics. X-Men fucking rules. <laughs> X-Men are the fucking best. You know, this. You, you might have heard the two of us talk about it if you listened to Kevin's episode of World of the Straits, but... Uh, yeah, I think we just both like X-Men a lot. <laughs> the X-Men are, I really like comic books. There are, of course, people that have read far, far more than me, mm-hmm. and I have huge gaping blind spots, but the X-Men are my number one 
jam. I think at this point they're my number one pop culture anything because there are almost 60 years of X-Men that you can read and so many different great characters and writers and artists have all come through it. It's this great, big, beautiful mess. Yeah, I still need to check out X-Men Red like you told me to when you were at my place. That's okay. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Like, it's all right. And that's that's like... 30 some odd dollars you would drop on those on those graphic novels so open for a library yeah oh. <laughs> uh you can go to the uh, kevin lanigan national library mm. uh out in my living room <laughs> and we'll i don't know we'll figure it out i'll work out like a library sheet and so i'll get your name down and what you took uh it'll be great i i'll if you're serious i will borrow a graphic novel from you because i want to read next one i am I always I am bad about loaning things to people because I know how I am when people loan me things and I will neglect to read them for months and eventually under much duress and at gunpoint I'll be like, oh right, here you go, here's this thing, I never got around to reading it. Friend of the pod, Matt Rain, has my Astonishing X-Men and has for since like Christmas, I think. That would... Uh, Not as a call-up, Matt, uh, I doubt you'll listen to this. Matt, if you're (laughs) listening listening to this... If your if your cat's fixation is that friend of the show Matt Rain been on the show, um, he I didn't if I had known at the time I would have called him out on air for having your <laughs> shit. Um, that would drive me mad to have like something, and that is like my favorite run of comic books. Those astonishing X Men. If those had been gone since like December, I would have uh, hired someone to go find Matt Rain at this point. That's okay. I trust him, and I've been over a lot of times since then, and I just don't ask about it. You just didn't capitalize. Yeah, I like, guess I don't think. Of, I just don't think about it in the moment. That's okay. You're uh, yeah. probably a better person than I am. I guess hey, is what we're learning here today. My favorite X Men has always been Shadow Cat. Oh, Shadow Cat. Uh, so speaking of, and this is a new unique thought, uh, cats, what is your history, if any, yeah. with the Broadway musical Cats? I saw it once at when they came to Pittsburgh, uh, same run of shows that Alex Conte saw. Like a like a touring company yeah. of cats? Yeah. And um, I had never listened to it before. And, How old are we? Paint me a picture. Oh, I think I was like probably twelve or thirteen. All right, um, somewhere in those uh, formative years. And uh, I, what after act, after Act One, my mom and I looked at each other. We were like, "What is <laughs> going on?" We don't. We looked up the plot summary during the intermission because we were like, "I we don't know what this is." Uh, I I mean I just remember them breaking the fourth wall. Immediately being like, we're being watched, and the lights, like, they have, they, their eyes are like lights sometimes in some productions. Uh, and then I don't really have strong memories of, mm. hey, memory, uh, of the <laughs> production, but I, uh, I remember knowing the song Memory, and I did not know that at the end, Miss Grizabella was going to be selected to go to heaven, and I just had no idea what the cat, what it was about. Uh, yeah, spoilers something... for cats. Uh, of uh, so that the most common reaction people seem to bring from a uh, seeing cats is they're like, "I was confused. I didn't mm. know what was going on." And what? And I was the same way when I was like watching that VHS tape for the first time. I'm like, this is incomprehensible. I do not know what's going on. Yeah, but it's so. Simple. It's the simplest musical of all time. When the trailer came out, I saw a tweet that was like, this is the plot of Cats. The cats meet, they all introduce <laughs> themselves, and then one of them goes to heaven. <laughs> That's it! Yeah, that is the entirety of... At yeah. one point, Judy Dench gets kidnapped by Idris mm-hmm. Elba. Again, 
spoilers. That is the only, like, a bit of plot that happens, and we are deep at the end of Act 2. It yeah. is just a series of, of resumes and cover letters from cats for two hours? And if my refresher of reading the Wikipedia plot summary today... The, the 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 drama is not does not last for very long. It seems like it gets fixed pretty immediately. <laughs> no, um, she she gets kidnapped in Act Two, Song Five, McCavity the Mystery Cat. Yeah, and is rescued in Act Two, Song Six, Mister Mistopheles. Yeah. It is not a long ongoing plot. It is an incidental. T- in total, it lasts for five minutes, <laughs> and the lights get turned back on too. The lights get turned back on. Uh, apparently when McCavity steals old Deuteronomy, he also turns, like, shuts the lights off. And then, as oh, part no. of the magic, Mr. Mistopheles, uh... He brings the all, stage also lights able back to bring on. the lights back on. <laughs> he, he cues the boys up in the booth. His real magic is the magic of yeah. theater. The, and communicating with the booth, he, he's the person who leads the cast in, uh... Pointing towards the booth at the end in the uh, the the real acknowledgement, you point down at the orchestra, yeah. you point up at the box. The techies um, are very underappreciated. Um, it's true, but they do, they they are they are the most important part of the show. It, the show doesn't run without them, no. and that is something you know. Actors, an actor is important. Obviously, an actor is a crucial piece. They're what the audience sees and what they're going to interact with most emotionally and most resonantly but i can get a different actor yeah it's 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 tough to find good tech work it's tough to have an emotional connection with an actor if you can't see them and if there's no one running the lights they're not you're not gonna be able to see that's real the the an actor's best friend is the guy who pushes the lights on them (laughs) have you ever seen like um footage of like the hamilton light booth uh, no. Okay. Because, like, the whole time, for the entire duration of Hamilton, the guy running the light booth is like, two, three, four, lights, two, three, oh. purple, two, three. Like, he's doing this, like, drum major thing for two and a half yeah. hours. And no one in Hamilton is doing anything for two and a half hours. No. I mean, maybe, like, the conductor. It's like him, the, the, it's like we said, you thank the orchestra and you thank the tech people, because they're the people who are actively working the entire time, whereas the actors and actresses go off stage. And we go like off stage, we catch, a, we catch a smoke, we grab a little bite to eat, as, you know, as long as you don't get it on the wardrobe. Um, that's the thing. I'm waiting for the definitive behind-the-scenes theater movie from the tech point mm. of view. Like how we have broadcast news... And and the Studio newsroom. 60 and the new... I mean, anything that Aaron Sorkin's Rock. ever written. Uh, like, behind the scenes from the technical point of yeah. view. But where is that for the Great American Broadway Theater? Hey, that sounds like a good show. I mean, like, a, a, a show about a, a, a lighting director and an audio guy who have gray morality. Uh, yeah! <laughs> and they're involved in, like, a murder or something. And somehow something is always going wrong. Yeah. And, of course, there is the the old flame that you are working side by side with. Mm-hmm. It's it's classic, you know. Hey, uh, Late night tech rehearsals uh, can it gets steamy. It gets Let me cover up the, the microphone. We should write this show. <laughs> hey, you and me should yeah. write a pilot. We'll need to get we'll need to get someone who's actually been a techie involved. I was always also an actor on the stage. I feel like if I was do involved now, I would probably be more behind the scenes. But. I directed one. That's how I feel. I used to be like, I want to be on the stage. Yeah. I want to take over the screen. And now I'm like, no, no, no. Other people with more 
uh, energy and less uh, clinical can, depression can go out there and be the actor, and I'll just sit back here. I'll type my words. Acting is really hard, uh, and I've discovered that I don't. I don't think I'm particularly good at it. But because, uh, well, I don't know. I just I hadn't in a long time, and then in college I was in Matt Campbell's uh, pilot that he was in, and I was one of the leads. And I was just like, I was like, oh my god, I can't remember any of my lines. I don't think I'm emoting very well, and it's just uh, it's not going well. <laughs> it's you have to have such a particular mind where you can stop thinking and judging every move that you're making and you're like stuck in the blocks of the of the text and the words and honestly i have trouble getting out of my own fucking way that way um which is why in the last i basically since i graduated high school it's been all improv and like D &D, and that is how i get my like real performance Mm -hmm. uh um Led out. I just can't stop myself from being genuinely me. Um, (laughs) Well, you bring up improv. The note I always get is that uh, I play characters who are just me. (laughs) And that I should try and be more comfortable exploring other personalities. And I'm I'm just like, I don't don't know how to do that. I'm (laughs) so in touch with myself, I can't be in touch with anybody else. Don't you think I'm funny enough? Right? Aren't I a good... You know, sometimes I'm like the crazy guy, and sometimes I'm like... The regular guy, but I'm always Sam. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty monotonous, or so I'm told. Uh, and I've I'm also frequently told that people can never tell when I'm being sarcastic. Uh, I think it's pretty clear when I'm making a joke, but I guess you people have to get to know me better because people who are around me for the first time are like, what? <laughs> I have the opposite problem where everything I say sounds super fucking sarcastic, that's... so no one can ever tell if I'm being genuine. Well, that's I guess what I mean because like I guess. People, I just say, I, I, I'm very dry. I guess. For sure. Yeah. I, I work customer service now, so I have to completely take this mm. voice I have, put it in the garbage, and then pick it up at the end of the shift. Well, so, like, my customer yeah, service voice is like, Nasimi customer service, how can I help oh you? I have to complete, it's a part that I'm putting <laughs> yeah. on, soft-voiced customer service guy. You are um, really getting into into character as the customer service person you can you're now ready to play a customer service yeah customer service guy's going right on my reel uh lorne call me i have a great character he's customer service guy and get this some of the customers are pretty crazy lorne is batting down my door for all of these great Mm. characters that we've been pitching throughout the show so cats Mm. so you you saw it 12 13 yeah and that has virtually been the end of your interaction i'm guessing (laughs) yeah pretty much the the music did not really stick to me as well as other shows i saw that had come to pittsburgh and toured like spring awakening and other things along those lines. I mean, that's just because Spring Awakening is a much better no, show <laughs> with much better music on the whole. There are some bops in oh, Cats. Hey, there are some bangers, I including the one we're covering today. I know. I hadn't listened to any of the songs pro- like intentionally since then, and um, I was listening <laughs> Only to... Only under great duress, <laughs> when yeah. tied to a chair by a madman. Yeah, or mad Alex Conte. I listened to Mr. <laughs> Mistopheles today on repeat for like half an hour probably just like to refresh my memory of it and then uh and i i was really good i i i like the song a lot it's like my second favorite song in the entire show Whoa. and it is mystifying to me that i'm 15 episodes in now and we are finally getting to this song i can't it just sat on the option block for everybody for so long and nobody ever scooped it up you texted me well is memory still on the list too memory got we recorded the episode i haven't released it oh, as okay. of this moment well, I memory just... got snatched up 
Right. Pretty that's instantly. What I, that's what I thought. But I thought I saw it on the list you sent me. When, I, when you sent me the list, I sent it to Alex because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what are these songs? I, I have no take on any of them. She was like, Mr. Mistopheles is a bop. So yes. I sent her back. Friend of the show, Alex yeah. Gontai. Um, great horny episode we did. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll I, see how horny this episode gets. As a as a spoiler, I think it might get a little horny because like I thought you guys were kind of joking around or whatever about it, but like you, just like this this the 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 vocal tam- timbre of the two main people who sing this song are so sexual. One of whom is Runtub Tugger, and the okay. other is Mister Mistopheles. Yeah, and they are two very different. Um, shall we say erotic archetypes? But they are a hundred percent erotic archetypes. I'm, I am so into. The guy singing Mr. Mistopheles. He's like, he, he like, the lyrics of this song are, like, not They're nonsense. Great. They're gobbledygook. No, like, but, like, I've processed them and understand them, and the, and the magic and things that they're bragging about him being able to do are not that good. Other, like, are not, like, impressive at all. Other than, like, producing seven kittens out of a hat. Which That's is good. pretty cool. But then the, th- the things that they're, like, he steals knives, or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> I'm by the fire, and they hear me on the roof, and sometimes I'm on the roof, and they hear me by the fire. So he's doing ventriloquism, I guess, yeah, is what we're supposed to get. He's throwing his voice. and then, But then, after this song, and after his dance solo, he does so much magic that, like, actually is impressive. <laughs> but they don't talk about that magic at no. all. We spend all this time with his bit of uh, practical magic, for lack of a better word. Um, and then we we really leave the, like, profound magic alone. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, you always think <laughs> I'm just looking for mice or something like that. It's just like, this is not magic. It's, we, it's like the first Harry Potter book, where we spend so much time with the one spell they learn, Wingardium Leviosa, mm. and it's like, wow, they can kind of levitate something meanwhile there's a fucking dragons swooping through the air if you go to the library at the wrong time the book is gonna eat you but it's like wow they can make something levitate that's well in the first harry potter video game you use flipendo for fucking everything and then like it's like you maybe learn stupefy but you gotta like take your mouse and like trace it through the squiggle not even in the first one maybe it was chamber yeah in chamber of secrets you learn stupefy and i i i mean i i think that my favorite harry potter video game is the fourth one because you can play as harry ron and hermione all together like as a three-person game i had that on the game boy advance and that was pretty sick shit um you let me okay fucking the dopest harry potter game and i think it's without question is the quidditch game where you just straight up play quidditch and it was fucking great i put I the Game Boy Advance did not have a time log feature, but ooh boy, were there some hours pumped into yeah. that one. I I didn't understand why the main series of the Harry Potter games like changed formats so constantly. Like there was no like the fifth the fifth game is so different from the fourth game. The fifth then, game is like a rhythm connect game for like the Xbox 360. Yeah, and it started out as. Um, but I mean, two games your your grandma bought you, so you played them. They I would not uh, venture to say that they were good games. No, I mean, I the I, the fourth one was the format that worked the best for me. That's as I as I said. I agree. I think there was some there was some good motion put in there. I was also a big fan. If you bought the Prisoner of Azkaban DVD, it came with several games. Like, DVD games where occasionally you would push up or to the side on oh. your remote control. 
What a weird moment in technology. When we didn't know what DVDs were, and we were like, what do they have to be? Do we need to put games on these for people to buy them? And on the back... um, That's my lack of professionalism coming out, not turning off my tablet. Um... We didn't know what they were, yeah. and so like on the back of the box, we put like interactive menus. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into interactive menus, which like no one wants a really long and drawn out menu sequence. I literally just want to put the DVD in and to be able to hit play. But then like on the, some of the Buffy DVDs are so terrible like that too, where like they like every time you hit a button, the camera sweeps. Yeah, sweeps from like different. <laughs> gravestones to a new menu and it takes so long and then the buffy dvds are also terrible because every time you hit play on i think every season of them like a a line from the episode will play and so but sometimes it's like a huge spoiler spoiler. it's like oh my god buffy died yeah or like you're like 157 years older than me in the episode where like you're you're supposed to find out that angel's a vampire and it's supposed to be a surprise or just and then the dvd is also spoiled you're not there yet, so I'm not going to say it. Thank you. I am still <laughs> in the middle of season two. Yeah. The most recent one I watched uh, had John Ritter as Ted. Uh, Ted the uh... I good episode of TV. <laughs> I cracked that code before they did. I was like, it's the food. I figured <laughs> well, it out. I'm smarter than a show for 90s teens. Way to go. I don't remember if I had figured... Usually I was not able to predict the ending ahead of time. I was like, it's gonna end like this, and then it's like a total twist. On Normally I'm expect. wrong. Normally yeah. it's like, I have the ventriloquist dummy That's pegged the one I was entirely yeah. wrong. It's like, it's like, oh, it's so obviously he's gonna be evil, and then it's like, no. No, the ventriloquist dummy is actually an ancient demon hunter <laughs> himself. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy's an incredible piece of TV. Buffy Rules, I'm so excited you're going through it for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we go back out there, I'll show you my uh, Lost the Complete Series DVD mm. collection, which comes in like a pyramid that you have to like unwrap every time you want to switch mm. the fucking disc. Seems like a, a, a bad sign for the menus Super, on those DVDs. Oh, <laughs> the menus. There's a lot of like, I have to sit there as I listen to like ocean sounds for mm. 10 seconds and slowly... On a still image, the the you hear as the options like fade into view. I have no idea what the last DVD that I had to use was. I mean, it's just like I it's all streaming now. I so. use them every week, so wow. you're you are talking to the wrong guy. I, mean, I use I have an extensive DVD collection and I use it constantly. Talking to the right guy, we're just having a minor dis. I mean, not even a disagreement, just a different way to live our lives. That's all right. I get. Listen, I'm wrong. And I know that. And and I just like it. I like... Because so many things... Like, Firefly isn't fucking streaming right now. So, mm. like, if I didn't own the DVDs to Firefly, I wouldn't be able to... And what if I want to watch Firefly? And that's just an example, because we've been talking about Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, but I will always argue for physical media because I'm stubborn and old. And yes, I have Spotify open in front of me right now. It makes, I mean, it makes sense to me and I totally get it. I used to be a big DVD collector. Much like I used to be a big comic book collector. I don't know. I guess I'm just a modern man. You're really uh, the man of the modern age, (laughs) 30 under 30. Um, It's a, it's, listen, I'm wrong. I did Marvel Unlimited for a while and then I got really sick of how it was always six months behind. Is it still like that? It is still six months behind, but also you pay however much a month for the entire history of yeah, Marvel Comics, yeah. so was, I don't mind. But yeah, you are you are six months behind. Although, how far behind are you now that right. you don't have Marvel Unlimited? <laughs> it was. I mean, it was really convenient for going back and reading old runs for sure. But that. That's but nice. then I was like, okay, but now I want to know 
what my pals are up to today. <laughs> I read too, too many books on Marvel Unlimited every mm. week. Because I don't like to do one big, like, I'm going to run through all of Simonson Thor. It's like, no, I'm going to read one Simonson Thor a week for however many fucking weeks, and that's how I do all the books that I'm reading. That makes... That's great. I've just never... That's not how, that's not how my brain works. That's okay. It's not how it seems most modern people's brain works. Again, I'm an old man from the before times. <laughs> right. So I'm like, no, I'm going to watch one episode of Buffy, and then next week I'm going to watch another episode yeah. of Buffy. You've been going through it really slowly, which I commend super, you for. But super, super slow. Just, well, I, well, I mean, now... I mean, we talked about this on my podcast, but I'm up to Confidence Man in my last rewatch. <laughs> the pod for that drops An tomorrow. An incredible uh, fucking... Not to date the episodes episode. of this. It's fine. Uh, this will come out in a few weeks. Uh, okay. I, I'm almost done with season one in my rewatch, and I'm excited to be out of season one. Mm. Um, boy, we are talking about all of my favorite things. This is like X-Men and Lost, and we haven't even fucking talked about the magical Mr. Mistopheles much yet. We, I, I mean, do we want to... We've talked on it. We, we should yeah. listen to okay. the song yeah. before this just becomes a show about Lost, which I am always on the verge. That's Mr. Mistopheles, the original conjuring cat. The greatest magicians have something to learn from Mr. Mistopheles' conjuring It's a good build. And we all say, oh well, I never was there ever. A cat so clever at magical Mr. Mistopheles. An incredible hook. No, yeah, it's good. I, I I love these songs that are not sung by the people they're about, for the most part. Kind of get... I mean, I just feel like everybody loves this guy. And they sing his praises, and they're horny for him. Yeah, Mr. Mistopheles, he, he sells himself. He's, he's that one guy, or gal, we all know them, that you're like, everyone in this room would have sex with you, no matter their sexual orientation. Who is Mr. Mistopheles being played by? Uh, not someone that I'm familiar with. Oh. He's not a famo. Oh. It's not it's not Taylor Swift or anything like that. Um it's it's someone that I and I I, I, I should have done this. I always mind. need the cat's fucking IMDB and I never have it pulled up for episodes. And God help me if we need the lyrics to Mr. Mistopheles, because uh, we're fucked. Here's Cats what we know so far. Uh Mr. Mistopheles Lori Davidson. Davidson. You know. Lori Oh, he's a little cutie. <laughs> Look at that. He looks like he's uh, 13 years old. Yeah. But also um, with piercing eyes. Yeah. Uh, just these. Uh, he's got uh, an 18 head. Oh, he played Will Shakespeare on the Shakespeare Fucks TV show. <laughs> I, Do you remember when they tried I, to make... Uh, Will Shakespeare into a, a sexy leading man. I do not remember in this show. TNT's Will, but before I, he was Shakespeare, he was dot 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 Will. I'm guessing they did not delve much into his p- p- assumed bisexuality on uh, this this show. My guess is no, which is an earnest disappointment. Who played Anne Hathaway on this show? Because of course Shakespeare's wife was famously named Anne Hathaway. Um, Tough for TNT to uh, delve too deeply. <laughs> yeah, uh, TNT, we know drama. Uh, yeah, well, this is like his third yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm looking at that. He he was, of course, uh, Shakespeare on Shakespeare Fucks. He was uh, in Vampire Academy, uncredited, uncredited as a party host. Um, he's in something called The Good Liar. Who can say? And he's... <laughs> 
in Cats. And there's several people like this in the lineup of Cats. Um, there's like uh, Stephen McRae, and there's all these people that are that are building up to like what could be their first yeah. huge debut. And I assume most of these people are theater people, which is why they just don't have right. like a lot of IMDb credits. Isn't the main person like a total unknown, basically? Yeah, I think she's got the and introducing, which is a, a mm. classic beautiful credit. Yeah. Uh, of course, given to Shia LaBeouf on uh, Holes, mm. uh, even though he had been on Even, even Stevens for, for like, many years. years. Yeah. Uh, also owned by the Walt Disney Corporation. That's a product of people thinking that TV is worse than movies. And uh, hopefully it's something that we've shaken at this point. I feel like we finally, like, completely shrugged that off. And now maybe it's the opposite? I don't know. I think it's back. Or I, I don't think it ever fully left because, like, there's still... This just gets to me. But they all they refuse to refer to the Stranger Things seasons as seasons. They are Stranger Things 1, 2, and 3, and 4. Or, like, <sighs> they'll call things parts instead of, like, seasons. It's mm. just, like... This is a TV show. <laughs> please, uh, they're they're not episodes. They're chapters in yeah. a story. Please, yeah. um, Fargo does years. Although Fargo's an mm. anthology, so I think they kind of get away. TV that. shows are not just movies broken up into thirteen t- episodes. That's not what they are. They I are mean, TV you shows. are talking about my number one fucking pet peeve of Netflix television, mm. where I can watch the first three episodes of, shall we say? love and feel like nothing has happened (laughs) yeah whereas if you were watching a movie were 90 minutes in and nothing had occurred you'd be furious wouldn't you You, i think you'd be watching the cats movie that's gonna come out uh oh Oh. you're burning cats preemptively uh so the wi-fi has been iffy so i'm gonna fetch the old phone so we can continue on this magical mystery tour okay um your thoughts so far on uh mr mistopheles as i get as i get us queued up well we've only really gotten to the name part um (laughs) which is, is four minutes left to go yeah is good uh i i like the intro i think that there are better pieces of this song still to come uh I, I, the, the chorus is good, but it's not my fave part. I understand. As someone that has listened to a frankly depressing amount of Cats in the last 15 or so weeks, um, what I really appreciate is this song gets right to the fucking good bit. Mm. Um, whereas, shall we say, Gus the Theater Cat, it is a solid two minutes before that motherfucker walks on stage during his own song. Uh, this song, right out of the bat, we get some of the good shit. But let's press on. He's quiet, he's small, he's black From the ears to the tip of his tail He can creep through the tiniest crack He can walk on the narrowest rail He can pick any card from the pack He is equally cunning with dice He's always deceiving you into believing that he's only hunting for mice He can play any trick with a cork Or a spoon and a bit of fish paste And if you look for a knife or a fork See, this is what I'm talking about. It, if you aren't listening to the words, it is it is really fun. It's a cool vibe. I love it. It's so good. And then there, this this verse. If you're not <laughs> listening to the words, they are describing the different magic tricks he does. And it's he can he, pull any card from the pack, and he is equally as adept with dice or something. So like he that. does sleight of hand magic. Yeah. He's good at gambling, yeah. <laughs> and he can misplace your silver. 
will steal your knives, I guess. He can walk on a rail, which yeah. all, all cats, cats can, can do. do. <laughs> he can slip through cracks, which, again, all cats <laughs> can do. Um, but it doesn't matter because Rum Tum Tugger, who is singing this song, is so fucking cranked up on Mr. Mistopheles. As am I. Aren't we all? I, I got intru- I got reintroduced to him today, and I'm on board. I get- He seems like the most powerful cat, even though I know... Uh, Miss Deuteronomy uh, decides at the end. Yes, she is the she as the elder of the group, the one who was, of course, uh, alive in ancient Egyptian times. Mm. Um, she she is sort of the head of the group, but the real powerhouse <laughs> is off to the side. Yeah. You know, Aragorn's leading the fellowship, but Gandalf's the real guy who yeah. can bring the thunder. And in know? this one, it's in the body of Frodo because he's a tiny cat, or so I've been told. Because he's an itty bitty cat, and uh, Rum Tum Tugger is Samwise, and they are all up on top of each other. Everyone joining. They all say. So I saw cats once um, in 2008, whenever I was a freshman in high school. That sounds about right. Um, I saw it on the VHS tape in Drama 1 when the teacher did not feel like educating us that particular day. He put on Cats. And this song, this hook, this refrain would periodically get stuck in my head from for a decade until now when I'm listening to Cats. It's yeah. just, it stuck with me. All of the lyrics, and I did not listen to it for that entire length of time. Yeah, I don't think I'll get it out of my head anytime soon, especially due to the half hour in a row where I, I didn't know when the song was ending and like starting again. I just, I it was just on in the back of my head while I was doing work today, and I was just like, they, I, they sing this chorus a lot. <laughs> they sing it a lot, and the song just goes to it so, so many times that if you're listening to it repetitively, you lose yourself, mm. as Eminem once warned us. <laughs> you you lose yourself, and you've lost track of time and space. How many times have I heard this song? You cannot know. I But I totally get it. He's so powerful, so I can understand loving him and like wanting him to be on your good him, you to be on his good side because it you don't he's he's capable of a lot of things and not just stealing knives he could disappear you like a fork <laughs> doing it again i thought i thought we were out of it which is why i stopped, <laughs> oh, I stopped it but it <laughs> continues to go they no, just they keep singing the it. Course of oh my god. Can we just go over a couple of the magical... Just, okay, I already said the fire and the thing before. Yes. But 
what is he even saying when he's like, I've heard the family call for hours when I was asleep in the hall. That's not magic. That's not magic. He is describing a phenomenon that happens with families all of the time where it's like 10 p.m. on a school night and your mom calls you like, where are you? And I'm like, I've been upstairs all Mm. night. I've been here the entire time. That's the phenomenon he's describing. They just don't know. As a magic trick. They just think that he's outside, but he isn't. Cats are stupid, so they think this is a magic yeah. trick that they can pull. And then he buries the lead and does. He has Rum Tom Tugger has to be like, oh yeah. Also, you created seven lives also, of thin air. Okay, so these are the implications that we need to now get into. Is that can Mister Mistopheles create life from nothing? I think he can. Well, is he, he pulling, cat, is he pulling kittens yeah. from somewhere else yeah. and producing them from a hat, right, right, right. as we understand the laws of magic to dictate, or is he creating sentient life from nothing? I was thinking it, of it as creating seven new lives, but I think it makes more sense that he's like pulling them from like somewhere else, but that seems fucked up. That's like, that's nasty. It's like you're just robbing babies from wherever they're at. I'm Maybe sure he <laughs> knew where they were, yeah. and he was like, oh, I'm going to use these later. I don't know. I mean, that's that's Mr. Mistopheles' own business. These cats have to come from somewhere. Dropped them in a pocket universe until he was ready to display his magical right. abilities. Yeah, they dropped him in uh, limbo. Um, what? So I think there's something happening in this song that is difficult to describe without context so all of these songs are of course of course based on a series of poems by t.s Eliot, old possum's book of jellical cats and it seems like that poem is a silly little poem where they describe ordinary cat-like behaviors as being magic that's what the text mm. is saying to me right that it's like oh what if we frame the everyday activities of cats as fun, whimsical magic. Mm -hmm. But Andrew Lloyd Webber, the man, and all of these actors are sort of deliberately misinterpreting the text and making him an actual wizard cat. Right. I like the choice. It's a bold move (laughs) to give one of your characters magical powers when almost none of the rest of them do. Um, This late in the fucking game, too. (laughs) Real. Like, we are three songs from the end. When I I looked up, like, where we were in this, when I I realized it was at the very end of the show and they introduced this character, I thought it was just unbelievable. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They pull it. It's such nonsense, which is part of the beauty of cats is how little they seem to care about traditional structure or entertaining an audience (laughs) or making it intelligible to most people. And there's something kind of beautiful about that. Yeah. I, it's, it, the mind reels, the The, mind reels. The mind, the mind boggles. Now it's back to one. Yeah, I think that he kind of told the chorus to beat it. This is kind of his moment too. Yeah, because now it's him. Yeah. It's gone from Tugger to... Ah, oh, they're back. He got to have one on his own. Oh, I thought that was Run from Tugger. It's switched in the middle of a verse. Because then he starts the tense changes. And suddenly he's like, I do this. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew the verse changed, but I thought that chorus was Run from Tugger. But who knows? Uh, it's oh, 
Oh. Ooh, they caught me off guard with that one. This Ethan is, Love. they're about to make out. Yeah. <laughs> like, beautifully. Like, I, I can tell there's real love there. Passionate love. We kind of just do this yeah. for the rest of the song. And this is, this is, he's saving Judy Dench now. He's doing magic. He's, yeah. this is where the magic trick is happening. They would have been fucked without my man, Mr. Mistopheles. What are you going to... I mean, Judy Dench just gone. Yeah. Idris Elba took her. Yeah. That's it. Game over. Yeah. Good luck getting to heaven now, Grizzlebar. It's one of those um, fucking movie plots where you're like, boy, if this kid was not a wizard, like, 18 children would have died. Mm. If this one kid didn't have this one special ability, right. <laughs> so many people would it be is- dead. Also extremely deus ex machina that happens right at the very end. They introduce a new character who has magical powers in order to like save the day. He's been around, but he's kind of a wallflower. Though he's an interesting kind of wallflower. He's not the one we pass over. It's kind of because he's not making a show out of himself. We're all drawn to him, you mm. know? We want to know more about him. He's not forthcoming. We the have to ask more type. out of Mr. Mistopheles, which makes us want him all the more. Whereas my man Ron Tom Tugger, he's a little desperate. You know what I mean? Like he's it's a little much. Yeah. Could take a little less. I like how he opens the song being like, Well, what I mean, would it would it be okay if we if we invited uh, Mr. Mistopheles to the party? Like, uh and we all say Oh well never was there ever. A cat so yeah. clever is magical Mr. Mistopheles. And then the cor- I mean the course is on board. Everybody likes him. I and I like him too. Great song. It's, you know, the the show told me everybody likes this cat, and that's normally going to put me off of a cat. I love this cat. I wish that there were more verses to it and fewer choruses. It's all chorus. But <laughs> other than that, uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I my, my song was picked well for me. I, yeah, you got, you got lucky. This one was just sitting there the whole time. Like a... Like when you're at the supermarket and you're picking through the apples and you're like dented, bruised, broken, and this beautiful golden apple sitting in the middle of all of that mess. Um, so we've completed Magical Mist from Asopheles. That chorus repeats for nine more minutes, I'm sure. Um, so let's talk about the reason we're all here. Why anybody is talking about cats right now. And that is, of course... The major motion picture coming to us, Cats in Theaters, December 20th. Yes. Thoughts? Um, I can't wait to go. I re- I may now no longer be able to go to the Facebook event <laughs> that I had. We are seeing cats? About. Yeah, I know. Um, depend- I mean, I might already be going home uh, on that day because I have a long holiday break. I mean, mazel. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations. Yeah. I only get Christmas Day proper mm, off. That sucks. But I do get Jewish holidays off. Oh, so it's like... Our company does not do that. Yeah, so it's, you know, trade-off. Um, but it's um, that's that's a damn disappointment. Well, uh, but I I'll I'll see what I can do. I really want to go. I I I have been ex- I've been wanting to go. I since the trailer dropped, I've just been like, okay, yeah, we're gonna all go see cats. Planning my whole December around it. Yeah, Christmas is fun. You yeah. know, like yeah, we're all excited for Christmas. Whatever. But we're cats. never gonna have cats again. Christmas comes every year. Yeah. Cats comes one time, one time only. Right. We get to go see cats. I know, and I'm I'm excited to because like the whole I mean the whole thing when the trailer dropped, people were like, oh my god, it looks so weird. It's like, what did you expect a cats trailer to be like? I would be disappointed if it had been something normal yeah. or safe. 
Uh, I, I, this, the reason any of us are, are, are talking about this movie or are interested in seeing this movie, and God help me, there's nothing I want to see more later in this year. And there's some dope-ass movies coming out later this year. Uh, Jojo Rabbit and Knives Out and, like, all these other movies that look actually good, but I am not more excited for anything than I am for fucking Cats. Nothing is going to be a bigger cultural moment than... This cat's film. Did they write a, a new song for the cats? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yes. I, I, I couldn't remember if I'd heard that, but yeah. you gotta go for that Oscar gold. Yeah. Everybody does it. So, like, cats is gonna be up against Aladdin and The Lion King, oh. who both also had original songs. Yeah, but those movies were not good. And I feel like I have confidence that the cats movie, like, could be good. Is that, those, like, weird? Um, no. I think. We're really... Because, like, that Les Mis movie, it's got problems. It is good. Yeah. The King's Speech is a really good movie. Tom Hooper can point cameras at actors and Mm. make movies happen. Oh, Uh, those are by the same person. Yeah, Tom, those are are the same guys. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, sure. Tom Hooper, (laughs) uh, King's Speech, Les Mis, uh, Danish Girl, which was a crime, Mm. and Cats. Cats. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, I... When I say I think it's going to be a good movie, I think it's going to be a good Cats movie. Like, I, I, I mean, I, obviously it'll still be Cats, and, like, it'll be weird, and, like, people will have uh, their own opinions about it, and probably still won't understand what's going on, because it doesn't make any sense. No. But it'll, like, it'll still be good and enjoyable. There's a reason it's the, like, longest-running Broadway show. And why I read today, in Japan, there's a theater that opened in the, that was built in the 80s specifically for cats to perform there and it's still going on i must see a japanese production of cats people i it's a crowd pleaser have to see a japanese production of cats um i bet i would understand the plot better maybe i'm kidding (laughs) if they made it um i don't know does it have kabuki flavor does it have a sort of anime flavor i don't know it's just in japanese and i feel like i might have a better understanding of the... If you uh, feel like you're not supposed to understand it, mm. then you're more likely to uh, understand it and enjoy it. Nice comedy bang-bang sticker on your Thanks. water bottle. Thank you. You're welcome. Wario, Pittsburgh survivor. That's my other sticker. <laughs> uh, the, the water bottle reflects the entirety of your, yeah, of your I, personality. I, I chose well. You did. Um, so, the Lion King thing, and we're not going to be going for too much longer in case you want to go home after a long day of work. Um, but the Lion King thing has not truly been brought up on this show because, one, we've already all forgotten that the Lion King came out and, like, made a billion dollars. Like, we all forgot. It's over. But the Lion King and the cats are going for two very similar ideas. We are taking these monolithic cultural staples and... Cats is, like, it, it. it's undeniable. And we are trying to adapt them in a very CGI-heavy, quote-unquote, like, realistic way. Yeah. But The Lion King did it in the most boring, yeah, exactly. least colorful or interesting way possible. From and what? God help me, Cats is swinging for the fence. I know. From what I've seen, I feel like the Cats movie, the movie is, like, actually trying to take some of the energy and color and like vibe and tone of the show whereas the Lion King movie was so boring it looked I mean the it it looked real it, that's like what yeah. they want people to say the warthog looked like a warthog like right. good job that's and that's but that's the only good thing you can say about it 
and it, it just it they took away all the beautiful animation <laughs> and I, I, they and they same thing with Aladdin they just I didn't see it but apparently it's it seemed like just a shot for shot remake of but like bland you know what I hated about those two movies that I watched nearly more than uh, anything else in the history of my life, The Lion King and Aladdin. I hated the color. I hated the style. Yeah. I hated the the panache, the joie de vivre. I, I hated how creative and visually imaginative they looked. And what I really wanted was more brown. I wanted... I, was, I don't want warthogs swinging from vines. Yeah. I want warthogs... Walking and singing yeah. songs, and then they walk some more, and God help me, they keep walking. Also, animals don't have facial expressions or emotions, so we should just drop all the like, you know, inner character conflict basically, and just have them show no expression on their face at all for throughout the entire film. Take out the beautiful characterization, <laughs> the way that their mere body movements cue you into exactly who this character is yeah. by how they move, matched to the vocal performance. Fuck that. Also, <laughs> I want them to do nothing. Also, you know, Beyonce is a bad actress. Like she, she's, <laughs> she's bad. Like I'm she, sorry, everybody. I am sorry. She can't. Who does deliver love, dialogue? It's, she can't. It's human. And I love Goldmember. I love Goldmember. <laughs> but Member. her kind of wooden performance is is part of yeah. That. I mean, like she, I, I, rem I mean, I feel like she's really good in Dreamgirls, but I, I, I haven't seen them out. But I love Dreamgirls too. Like I love a lot of the movies she's in. Lion King is not one of them, and I like to see her. Uh, but even just in voice acting, she just wasn't really female lead material, uh, which I think is just funny because like people, it's just like a, th it's just a thing people I've heard people talking about where they're just like, Beyonce is incredible. Even Beyonce stands will admit that she's, you know could take an acting class. Um, I'm afraid to watch talk about Beyonce publicly, but I'm glad that you started it. <laughs> I'm sorry, class. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so one, one last bit of prediction, and then you can plug your shit and be on the way. Mm. Um, of course, award season will soon be upon us. Where do you stand? Now, you, none of us have seen the movie. What are your <laughs> predictions for Oscar night for Cats? Oh, like... The perform like a, do well, you how much how many trophies are we uh, going home with how many noms are we gonna get well right off the bat I feel like there is gonna be a performance of memory like in a, Jennifer Hudson's getting nominated mm, get used to it now fill out your Oscar ballots now got it I I I mean it will be nominated for best movie I think but it will yeah. absolutely not win it will not win um, but best picture I agree I think. Look out! It's gonna happen. Yeah, and uh, but I, I mean, I guess I'm not super familiar with what every award possible is, but I think that's all right. But like, I mean, they wrote that mo that mu that song so that they would get nominated for. Sure There's an original song. Ding! That's yeah. one. Sound design, sound mixing. Yeah. Bing! It's a musical. You're feel, done. Well, like graphics or whatever, because they did the digital fur technology. Visual effects. Oh, the digital fur technology. Bing! Yeah. That's Oscar Gold right there. Um, I. I feel like James Corden will get nominated. Oh, <laughs> God. That is honestly the only, like, dark spot on this whole cat experience is that I'm going to have to watch an entire five-minute song starring James Corden. 
you know, he's fine. <laughs> That's my problem, is that he's fine. He's nothing. And in a movie where, like, Idris Elba's playing a sexy mystery cat, like, mm. the fact that James Corden's there, just, I just watched Ocean's 8, because mm. we did four Ocean's movies in four nights. Oh. And I'm like, yes, Ocean's 8. Loving it. Great. Right. Moving along. Oh, no. James Corden's here for a half an hour? Why is it like a fourth act reveal where what he like, comes fu- in? He's Why? not a character in the movie, and then suddenly it's like, oh, uh, 80 minutes in, James Corden. He's like Mr. freaking Mistopheles over here. He's fucking popping. <laughs> James Corden is, uh, how dare you compare him to magical <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles? He is Buster for Jones. Thank you very mm. much. Well, I he's an eleventh hour. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm degrading him yeah. by calling him his own character name, Buster for Johnson. Did you like Ocean's Eight? You, you hadn't seen it when you were on. I, podcast. I, uh, I, I did really like Ocean's yeah. Eight. I would watch another one if they made another one. Me too. Love Anne, Stan Hathaway. I feel like uh, Kate have... Blanchett, whatever you would call her style, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquafina, uh, killing it. Yeah. Rihanna. Not a good actor. <laughs> she, I, Not I, th- a I really good liked her. Actor. I really liked her in uh, in Ocean's Eight. I, I just love Ocean's Eight and love talking about it and want people to always talk about it. Uh, and I just feel like they'll never get all those ladies free at the same time again. Nope. Uh, but which is unfortunate. I mean, also, where'd you go, Bernadette? Gotta get filmed by somebody. Mm, true. I also feel like I'm the only one still talking about Ocean's Eight, so I feel like it's probably not being clamored for in Ocean's 9, but maybe I'll start an Ocean's 8 podcast and we'll just review all review. I would love it. Minute by minute, you and I will watch Ocean's 8. I, well, I was thinking I would just review have different Ocean's people 8 with a new person every single week. Are you um, going to rewatch Ocean's 8 every time? I hope so. You gotta keep it fresh. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep it fresh yeah. on the dome. It's a good movie. Not my favorite Ocean's, but it was mm. really solid. Still I would watch that again. Still haven't seen 13. I own it. I hadn't seen it until this watch. Um, mm. I, I own it on Google because it was unrentable, so I'm like... I guess I'm paying $15 for Ocean's 8. <laughs> Have you seen the old Ocean's 11? I haven't. With Frank Sinatra? If that's who's it in it. It sucks. Mm. It's terrible. It's that's so bad. boring. I I mean, really love... We love an all-male reboot of an all-male <laughs> 80s film. Uh, we love it. I mean, like a 60s film. No. Oh, You're I, giving Sinatra too much credit. I mean, it. it's 80s Sinatra. I don't think any of us wanted that. Um, I am an Ocean's 12 man uh, mm. because it is a long, slow European comedy uh, where they don't even do a heist. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12 is really good. It's really good. What is the... What is the what is the what is the thing in Ocean's Thirteen like? What is it about? Oh, they, they're basically they're not even really heisting. <laughs> Al Pacino. I love how the Ocean's movies yeah. almost intentionally fuck with any expectation of what another Ocean's movie would be. Really? It's basically <laughs> them in a prank war with Al Pacino, because oh. um, Al Pacino fucked with Elliot Gould, and so they are basically just like trying to fuck with Al Pacino's yeah. big casino opening. Who's... But they're not stealing anything, and Al Pacino owns five other casinos mm. they're really just trying to like ruin this one casino opening who is the 13th thief uh andy garcia he joins the fold is the bad guy the from bad guy oceans from 11 one? yeah okay um and if, uh, you know what mark I mean, against oceans 13 no julia roberts zero mm. none julia roberts which is earnestly like that's fucked up. But yeah, that's tough. That's I, fucked up. Ocean's 13 could only have been made in 2007, one year before the financial crash, because that movie is just rich people throwing money yeah. at each other, and a year later you would strangle Danny Ocean. I mean, I yeah, I guess we call the him the bad guy, but he's the one being robbed. So it's like, you know, he all he really did, is, as far as I'm able to remember, is now be with Danny Ocean's ex. 
right? The Andy Garcia's great crime is that like he works too much. <laughs> mm. Like it, like he gets caught on tape saying like you know between work and Julia Roberts I choose work. Right. And that's it. That's like other than that he's just like a regular famous casino and, owner. And they're like turn turn on the TV channel 7 or whatever. Yes, <laughs> very <laughs> good. Yeah. You never and then she's like hey remember that line in the movie where you never you said you never know who's watching? Uh, it's great so we're at the end of our show (laughs) we've reached the end we've talked about the oceans franchise for 15 minutes um what where can the good people find you where can they find sam stanish out in in the virtual world hell yeah baby uh i'm at sam stanish everywhere kind of have the lockdown on that uh you know handle even on venmo if you want to hit me up there uh (laughs) s-t-a-n-i-s-h like spanish and i also do a podcast with my very good friend joe mcmahon called word on the straits where we talk about straight culture uh and sometimes as i mean when this comes out we'll have started also doing decom reviews decom disney channel original movies we had a podcast reviewing them in college decomedy um, uh, I believe it was just called Let's Watch a Decom. Okay, because um, there was there's another podcast I've seen just yeah. like on the iTunes page called Decomedy, and I was like, what if the world was even smaller? But right. no, I'm there sorry. were a co- there are a couple of them, but we had so much fun, and then we stopped doing it after a while, and we wanted to go back to it because we were going to. There's uh, a really good one that I remember. It has Jim Rash in it, and there's like time travel involved. It was great. That's the only one I've ever seen. I oh, the Leprechaun one. Luck of, oh, the Luck of the Irish. I know yeah. that one. The first one we're doing that will be out by the time this comes out is Halloween Town, because it's October. Oh, of course. Um, listen to that show, Word of the Straits, one of my favorite shows, uh, and I was happy to have been on it. So, so talk about the actual... place to start. Yeah, start Kevin here. was on. Uh, it, we, we talk about straight culture, and every week we have a, a, a topic, and we come on and just kind of unpack the topic the culture at large it's yeah. great it's fun it's very loose and friendly to people of all sexual orientations <laughs> true hopefully at some point um joe i think joe wants to come and do podcasts as well oh. so if i'll if if he has not messaged you he said he's said he, he might has not you okay. should uh tell him to do that because okay. i would love to yeah have joe on. i he i think he 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 picked a song off the list but i don't know if it's still available or if what it is so well, you know. only time will tell thank you for joining us on the show see you next time bye